The Zone. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, rain is covering a good chunk of the state of Wisconsin on a Monday morning. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Rainfall reporters, get busy if you've got a chance to look at your rain gauge. Go ahead and let me know what kind of volume we're seeing out there. My talk text line is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. chance of rain continuing today. We'll touch out right around 73 degrees. Tomorrow, a 50% chance of rain and 70 degrees. Then we dry out starting on Wednesday, 70, and Thursday, dry and 71. Friday, sunshine back in the forecast, 74 degrees. We'll get more weather details with Stumacher Ag Meteorologist in about 15 minutes and focused in on Wisconsin's Agriculture Tourism Week. We're right in the middle of it now, and today, big celebration happening, inviting folks from outside our borders to learn more about Wisconsin agritourism. Sheila Everhart, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Ag Tourism Association, just one of our guests this morning. Whether you milk 50 cows or 5,000 cows, a trip to World Dairy Expo in Madison, Wisconsin, is your chance to connect, learn, and celebrate. Be there when the global dairy industry meets, October 3rd through October 6th. Discover the latest technology and industry research while appreciating the best dairy cattle in North America. Get down to business. Plan your trip online at WorldDairyExpo.com. Purchase your tickets in advance. Discounted tickets available before October 3rd. New location, new vision, same goal. The Farm and Industry Short Course is producing high-quality graduates ready for success in the dairy industry. The oldest agriculture training program in Wisconsin has stood the test of time. The 16-week program returns for fall 2023 at UW-River Falls. Learn from world-class faculty, live in the residence halls, earn college credits, and create lifelong friendships. Register today at uwrf.edu. In Washington, D.C., the barns are a lot bigger than they are in Wisconsin. Bob Bosel from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire visiting with Darren Von Ruden, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, who was in Washington, D.C. very recently and had a chance to get into some of those barns, big buildings, the USDA, Federal Trade Commission, and others. Darren, I think one of the interesting things that you guys did is go to the Federal Trade Commission, and they're working on the right to repair. Give us an update on that and explain that this is more than just for agriculture, just for farmers and their equipment. Right, yeah, and it's been an issue that uh, farmers have been facing for, uh, you know, a while here now, five, six, seven, eight years. And with new technology and the big, bigger equipment that we're getting, um, you know, it's a lot of electronics anymore. And and it takes uh, certain equipment to diagnose uh, the issues, but then also sometimes just to get the replacement parts. And so we've been asking for the ability to repair our own equipment with, uh, you know, the, the things that we have and should be able to do that. And um, Colorado did pass a bill this last legislative session out there and um, giving farmers that ability to repair their own equipment. And in our meeting on uh, Tuesday afternoon with the chair, uh, she was also talking about how there's issues within uh, the medical field, too, where hospitals aren't able to repair some of their own equipment because of this technology that's hindering the ability of, uh, of folks to, to fix that. And 
So we're really happy that they're moving forward and really looking into this issue on the, at the level that they are. Um, they're also working with a lot of state attorney generals around the country, um, trying to make sure that they know about all the issues that are out there in all of our society. You know, it's, and it's probably even beyond what what I've talked about here with agriculture and the medical community too. Darren, can the FTC? Did the uh, commissioner of the FTC tell you that they can take action and, and uh, allow right to repair for farmers and hospitals or whatever, or does it have to be done legislatively by law like they did in Colorado? It's, it's going to have to be done legislatively. Uh, that, would, that would be the fastest process to get this uh, problem resolved, and um, which that is not a fast uh, option either at all because it would take, uh, you know, pretty much every state legislature or an act of Congress. You know, our U.S. elected officials could certainly uh, move on this a lot faster than they are and, and allow farmers and physicians and, and even probably car dealerships uh, to be able to do the, the needs that they have to do to get equipment replaced. Darren Von Ruden with us, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union, back from a recent trip to Washington, D.C. And, uh, Darren, there's other issues for agriculture to talk about, but I know you get into the halls of Congress. We're very close to a government shutdown. What did you hear about any budget resolutions to uh, prevent that? Yeah, you know, I think that's most likely going to happen. Nobody wants to see that issue. We could see some, um, if if all of the dollars aren't, uh, put together in a continuing resolution, which would allow them a few more months to get things done and probably have a budget ready before the end of the year. But, uh, you know, there could be some sectors of the government that they just see aren't worthy of funding and so shut something down for a short time. But, you know, an overall budget uh, or, or an overall government shutdown, I don't think that's going to happen here at the end of the month. It seems like there was uh, becoming a lot more working together across the aisles to make sure that we continue uh, with the day-to-day processes that we need to to keep the country going. What are you hearing coming across the aisle about getting a farm bill done? Obviously, the House Agriculture Committee talked about having at least a working document when they came back from recess. That didn't happen. There's no way we're going to get one on time, is there? And are we going to get one by the end of the year? What kind of a feeling did you get from walking and talking to congressmen and senators? Yeah, you know, with uh, talking to our elected officials, it uh, it sounds like there's a good possibility that something could come out of the Senate side um, before the end of the year. Um, nothing's going to happen before the end of September when the farm bill is due here again. Um, but certainly on the Senate side, they're pretty confident that they can get something done before the end of the year. On the House side, uh, you know, it's not quite as positive there. It seems like with all the things dealing with the budget issues and then other things that are going on within the House side of uh, the government out there, that it's not, it could not even happen on the House side this year in 2023. So, uh, you know, we might be looking at a 2024 farm bill, which would mean an election year. Uh, farm bill again, which uh, you know isn't hasn't been a good thing for the agriculture in the past. As you look at some of the things that are hanging up the Congress, especially on the House side of getting a farm bill, are we looking at uh, more dollars for farm programs like crop insurance? Are you looking at a real hang up? Did they indicate over 
like the SNAP program, food stamp issues? Where do you see the biggest hang-ups to getting a bill done are coming from? Yeah, it seems like it's on that nutrition title of the farm bill. Uh, you know, that's because uh, that is the biggest part of the farm bill as far as expenditures. And but when you look at what's going on there, too, for every dollar that is spent on the nutrition title, uh, 14 cents of that dollar comes directly back to farmers. And so having the farm uh, bill process that combines both the nutrition title and then all the different programs that go directly to farmers. Um, it's really important that we keep both of those together and keep moving the, the process forward as it has for the last oh, 75, 80 years now. We also hear that uh, one of the hang-ups, one of the calls is for raising reference prices for commodities. As a farmer and a leader of a farm organization, explain that reference price issue and what the hang-up is there of getting that done in a farm bill. Uh, that's kind of something that uh, shows the cost of what it takes to produce those commodities. And so right now we're looking at a price that's uh, 15, 20 years old already. And when you look at what it costs to produce these commodities at today's level, it's a lot different than what it was back then. And so trying to make sure that producers' costs are being covered is something that we're looking for. And uh, you know, it only makes sense to bring that back up to date and and get it into a timeline that's going to be automatically adjusting on a regular basis versus having to go back and try to get it, uh, you know, 15, 20 years later when there's a big difference in production costs. I'm sure the opposition, though, is going to say that's going to cost too much money, going back to what some people would say is almost the old term parity. How do you deal with that with some of the uh, opposition that uh, doesn't want to spend any more money, especially on a farm bill? Yeah, you know, that's it's an interesting uh, concept, and I just for the life of me can't figure it out because the processing industry, um, and I see a lot more of in the dairy industry when they ask for their costs to be covered more, I managed to get it. Uh, the insurance industry over the years has always uh, – been able to maintain a 13 to 14 percent profit on any um, uh, uh, crop coverage, things like that. Um, and so, why can't the producer have that same same uh, guarantee, basically, or amount of funding that's going to put them in a better uh, position financially? So, you know, it's really frustrating to see that the folks that should really be fighting for our sector, too, because they are so dependent on the products that get produced on farms around the country. Really, are just looking out for themselves and end up uh, leaving farmers holding the bag. As you look at uh, crop insurance in this new farm bill, do you get a feeling that it'll be expanded, it'll be kept at the status quo, and, of course, everything is based on dollars available? What do you feel about crop insurance? Yeah, I think as we're going down the road here, uh, certainly the longer it takes to get this farm bill put in place, uh, the less likely that we're going to see more dollars for crop insurance. There's a big push right now with uh, the vegetable growers and CSA growers, uh, farmers market growers, trying to be able to get some of that same coverage that we're seeing on the four major commodities, uh, corn, wheat, soybeans, and some other small grains, uh, and be able to have that same protection and so uh, you know they're going to run into a roadblock i think here in this process uh, the longer it takes to get the farm bill done 
It's going to be a job. It's not done yet, and there's more work to do. Darren Von Ruden, again, just back from Washington, D.C., president of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Some of the issues they talk about as we try to get a farm bill done and a few other things accomplished, like uh, right to repair. Darren Von Ruden, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. I'm Bob Bolsol at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Your healthcare journey in a hospital system can give you the heebie-jeebies. From navigating the parking garage to sitting in the crowded waiting room worrying about the results and cost. MH Imaging in Middleton performs MRIs, CTs, X-rays, and ultrasounds for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And parking is just a few steps away. Results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit mhimaging.com. The policy development process for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau benefits farmers because if you have an issue, you can bring that forward and it's a grassroots organization. You vote on it at your county, district, and then it eventually goes to the state level and policy could be developed on the issue that you have. WFBF.com. Let's solve your issue. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Iuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Oh, a lot of people going to be talking about the Green Bay Packers on uh, Sports Talk today after giving me darn near a heart attack yesterday. Let's talk about our ag weather brought to you by Compure Financial. You said you didn't get a chance to see it, huh, Stu? I didn't get a chance to see it. I was helping move furniture, and about the time the game was going to end, can you help me get that plow put back in my shed? (laughs) Well, it was a good day to get some of those to-do things knocked off the list. It wasn't too hot. Uh, You know, the bugs seem to be dissipating just a little bit, and better than the rain we've got this morning as far as conditions. Yeah, wouldn't be any fun doing any of that outdoor stuff with some rain starting to build in. Uh, I do have a couple of rainfall amounts, Pam, ready. Uh, yesterday at Madison, that's early this morning, 21 hundredths of an inch. La Crosse only four hundredths of an inch. But on Saturday, La Crosse had 77 hundredths of an inch. So there's been some rain around, especially western Wisconsin all weekend. Here in the east, we've stayed pretty dry. Fond du Lac, to be sure, you know, maybe a hundredth of an inch on Saturday for a short time. Otherwise, we've dried it out. But low pressure 
is just out west in Minnesota this morning. Kind of a wavy front that extends southeast on into Illinois, and that's where there is some rain. Heavier rain in northwest Wisconsin, north-central Wisconsin to Wausau north, but a narrow band of rain extends from Wausau just down to east of Madison, Sun Prairie, that area, and down into far northeast parts of Illinois. The rain may try to force a bit further east, not too successfully yet for today, and that low in Minnesota will slowly push southeast through today, Tuesday, into Wednesday, keeping more rain possibility and more measurable rains at chance into western Wisconsin. I'm looking at La Crosse, Boston, probably Madison, certainly far southwest Wisconsin, that on through late tonight, Tuesday, and Tuesday night, another inch to inch and a half of rain, certainly a possibility, not as heavy in eastern Wisconsin, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, over to the Lake Michigan shoreline. We may only be talking about up to a half inch or so, but I'd say it's going to get a lot more wet in the west as as we head through Tuesday, we start to dry it out. And in fact, by Thursday and Friday, sunshine returns. Temperatures stay a lot closer to normal in the lower 70s. Doesn't sound too bad. I'll have forecast details right after this. Always up early. Always getting the job done. Always working as hard as you can. Always pushing for more. Because you never settle. For farmers who seek outstanding performance they can count on, the only brand is DeKalb Corn. Featuring a broad portfolio of products, precision bred to maximize profit potential on every field. DeKalb brand. Never settle. See us at DeKalb.com. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Dairy farmers of Wisconsin are building strong farms for a strong future right here in America's Dairyland. Join them and Pam at World Dairy Expo on Tuesday, October 3rd and Thursday, October 5th at 1.30 p.m. at booth 4506 in the Exhibition Hall. To learn more about the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, visit wisconsindairy.org. Pam will kick off her coverage of World Dairy Expo with BioVet on Tuesday, October 3rd at 9.30 a.m. at booth 1503 in the Exhibition Hall. BioVet is your trusted partner in animal health with direct-fed microbials and supplements to help your herd be more productive and profitable. Stop by or visit bio-vet.com to learn more. Alrighty, Stu, let's have some of those weather details for a Monday. Looks like if we can get through, what, Tuesday midday, then it's going to be a beautiful week. Yeah, still a rain chance Tuesday night into early Wednesday, but pretty small possibilities then. Let's just talk about a mostly cloudy sky today through Wednesday. I think those clouds kind of hold in there, and that chance of a scattered shower could be a thunderstorm, especially in western Wisconsin. Very small chance further east, low 70s today, southeast winds 5 to 10. Mostly cloudy with those showers, possible thunderstorms building in tonight, more likely in the west and southwest, down to about 60, maybe an upper 50 here or there. East winds 5 to 10. Showers could be a thunderstorm developing again Tuesday, more likely in the west, a little rain further east, upper 60s. Both for Tuesday and Wednesday, a small chance of a scattered shower or storm Wednesday, upper 60s, east winds 5 to 10. Kind of nondescript, Pam, but I think we get a little moisture to start the week, and like you say, really improves by Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Sunshine, upper 70s, above normal. Yeah, might even touch near 80 degrees, depending on how we go. Just how it fares, right. It's going to be real pleasant. And now, like you said, rainfall reports. Thank you to Linda by Reeseville, about a tenth of an inch. Uh, Bob, who is by Beaver Dam, about a tenth of an inch. Uh, looks like Alt- Alto's, uh, about a tenth of an inch. Uh, little little shower in Horicon, tenth of an inch. So everybody kind of falling in the same bar- ballpark as far as those numbers are concerned. Yeah, not a big deal so far, but uh, I think in the West it'll be a lot more wet in the next day or two. Yeah, gotcha. All right, buddy, we'll catch you tomorrow. All right, see ya.
Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. Compure Financial is your financial partner with agriculture and rural America. Find out more online, compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. BioVet combines the latest research and technology to develop high-quality microbial and nutritional solutions for your operation. BioVet's innovative product line supports health, digestion, milk production, and reproduction, along with growth and development of your livestock. Learn more at bio-vet.com and visit us at World Dairy Expo in the Exhibition Hall at booth number 1503 and 1504. Innovation, that's BioVet. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com, over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Oconomowoc. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. 
John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. Sweet Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta metal roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com. Sweeta metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. The pandemic is over, but COVID-19 is here to stay. In fact, it's still among the top five leading causes of death in the U.S., just after heart disease and cancer. So this fall, stay up to date with the latest COVID-19 vaccines, just like you do with the flu, because you've got no time for 19. The vaccine may not be for everyone. Please consult with your doctor. Brought to you by Moderna. Joe Berry. Not many people like in Joe Barry. There's one we know of. His name is Vega Bunjani. is the uh, president of the Joe Barry Fan Club, also is the only member. Joe Barry uh, was at the podium yesterday. Now, eventually, Rowdy, you know, what, uh, Chad called in a little bit ago, and we said this before, RJ said it. Eventually, it, it becomes more of a problem than just Joe Barry, right, if he continues to have, uh, you know, fall flat on the face of the defense. Now, the offense didn't do themselves any favors. Matt LaFleur, what does he say? All gas, no break. Well, he pulled the e-brake while going 70, you know, down the highway. He pulled the e-brake in the fourth quarter and sputtered out. Like, it, the offense wasn't good. But Joe Barry, he's always public enemy number one. But eventually, right, right, it, 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 doesn't it fall on on someone higher on the chain? Yeah, like the like, guy like that Matt hired Joe Barry yeah. and, and did not remove Joe Barry. Yeah, Matt LaFleur. And I think it's kind of funny because we, we talked with Rob Reichel yesterday in his normal 820 segment, and I asked him, you know, I understand why Joe Barry was hired. He was a guy with experience. He had been around the NFL and in football yeah, for went a while. Oh, and sixteen with the Lions. But you lost out on your top candidate and Jim Leonard, and you missed out on, I believe, the second candidate that I think he was with the Rams. Or don't quote me on that, but there was another guy in the mix. Yeah. That, according to sources, were higher up on that list, and then. Jim Leonard said no, and the other guy went somewhere else. And then he's like, oh, crap. Well, Barry's got some experience, and he's done this before. Here you go, Joe. You got the job. And I get it. If you didn't have anything else to do, you wanted somebody with some type of experience. But he's also the guy that it falls on him that if you're going to remove said guy, you have the ability to remove him and go and grab someone else that's out on the market. And they haven't done that, and he stood by Joe Barry, so as a long enough time goes by and the defense continues to struggle and, and play poorly, well, if you continue to stand by that guy, you're gone too. Yeah, J.A. Krebs just hit me up on Twitter. Ebo says, my Twitter, he said, I'll be a member of the Joe Barry fan club. It's not his fault Matt won't fire him. <laughs> That's So he's now in a Joe Barry fan club because he's actually so against what Matt LaFleur is doing. Well, here's the thing, though. Um, if I remember correctly, Vega Bonjani, who was the president of the Joe Barry fan club, did say that he's not accepting any new members. So you'll have to take it up with him, Krebs, if you want to get into that fan club. Uh, speaking of Joe Barry, 
Know, the first member actually gets turned down. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Joe Barry's fault that Matt LaFleur won't fire him. <laughs> like, I can't even blame Joe Barry anymore. I just have to blame Matt LaFleur. The Joe Barry fan club is one person, and then when there's actually a second human being that wants to join it, they say, no, no. we're not opening our doors. Nope. Too Sorry. full. The seat's taken. Hashtag, who do you know here? <laughs> who, who told you about this? But Joe Barry was on the podium yesterday. And he did speak. I see phone lines blowing up. Just hang on for a second. Joe Barry did speak. What he told the team Monday after what happened in Atlanta on Sunday. Well, Rob, I mean, anytime you, when, when you lose in this league, it's hard. You know, um, we only have 17 opportunities. We put tons of hours and, you know, six days of preparation into four hours on, a, you know, a, a, a Sunday. And it sucks. It's hard. I'm going to pause right there. The- do you really believe he puts that much uh, effort into it? Because when I see, like, a third and short and a linebacker lines up against, like, one of their best wide receivers, like, 10 yards off the ball, and then they just throw him a little slant, for like, doesn't, wouldn't that be in your prep work? Do I believe them? Yes. And here's the reason. <laughs> Obviously, you took math growing up. Yeah. If you were a kid that weren't good at math and you sat there and tried and tried and tried and never asked for help, but you never actually learned how to do it. You put a lot of time in, but you never actually figured out how to do it, and you were never actually <laughs> successful at it. But, yes, okay, you put sense. a lot of time in. That kid was kind of me, Rowdy. I was never the greatest at math. And I was <laughs> but, like, like that's, that, <laughs> that's applicable. And I was just like, ah, I, I'm kind of like too nervous like, to ask yeah, for help. You were like, yeah, nervous to ask for help, but it's you like, keep trying. I didn't want to like, sound like I was an idiot. I don't get the right answer. I don't get the right answer. But you didn't want to sound like you're an idiot by asking for help, so you kept trying despite, you know. Joe Barry is potentially putting in 20-hour days watching tape until his eyes bleed, but he still can't read the the offenses. Did you just know. did you just make me relate to Joe Barry? Oh, maybe now a, a spot in my heart is softened a little bit for Joe. Maybe that's maybe we're just bad at math. All right, here's more from Joe. Every <laughs> single one of those guys in that room, they wouldn't be in that room if they weren't insane competitors. So Mondays are hard for all of us. You know, it, it takes me. You know, I'm not out of the tank after a loss until you know sometime on Tuesday. But you know, it's a long season. It absolutely stinks when you freaking lose. Sure, she'll stop farming when pigs fly. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We're smack dab in the middle of Wisconsin Ag Tourism Week, and we're talking about it with Sheila Everhart. She's the executive director of the Wisconsin Ag Tourism Association. Stick around for that conversation. Looks like a little rain shower is going to stick around today and tomorrow as far as our weather forecast is concerned. Rain today and 73. Tomorrow, 50% chance of rain, 70 degrees. Wednesday, dry and 70. Thursday, sunshine and 71. Friday, sunshine and 74 degrees. The showers pretty widespread across the state of Wisconsin. But again, you rainfall reporters love to hear from you. Toll-free number is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Let me know what's happening in your backyard. On this day, back in 1961, Wisconsin passed a law that said everybody's got to wear seatbelts. The law required all 1962 cars sold in Wisconsin to be equipped with seatbelts. That was on this day back in 1961. On this day in 1890, Sequoia National Park, established by the United States Congress. The park is situated in the state of California, famous for the giant sequoia trees. Park established on this day back in 1890. Happy birthday to actor Michael Douglas. He is 79. Will Smith is 55. And actress Catherine Zeta-Jones celebrating her 54th birthday. And now you know.
They may not be getting a lot of attention down at the state capitol, but there's still plenty of work going on, like Representative Travis Trannell. He's the chair of the Assembly Agriculture Committee. That farmer is watching conversations develop about solar panel farms that are dotting the state of Wisconsin. He said right now there's conversations on how they can control the expansion of those solar panel farms. There's lots of large renewable energy projects taking place around the state, and there's getting to be a lot of questions as to how intelligently we are thinking about where we place these projects and how many of these projects we're going to have and what the landscape of rural Wisconsin is going to look like moving forward if we continue to go down this trajectory at the current pace that we're on with the current rules and regulations that we have. And so whether or not the current rules and regulations that we have are appropriate, it's too early to say. State Representative Travis Trannell monitoring developments as far as solar panel farms are concerned across the state. Like he said, calls he's getting largely from folks that just don't want it in their backyard. Well, it's going to be in our backyard coming up later this week. The Art of Cheese Festival, organized by Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. It is going to involve visitors from all across the countryside coming to Madison so they can learn a little bit more about our cheese heritage and our dairy industry. Rachel Kerr is one of the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin staff that's helping to put it all together. Over 100 different cheeses will be represented across the entire weekend. So it's going to be a great, great showcase. And as far as dairy companies, I think we've got well over 20 companies that are represented at all of the different events as well. So again, we're just trying to show off the best of Wisconsin and kind of showcase what we're all about here. And we are anticipating guests from all over the country. We are looking at ticket sales. Certainly there's folks from Wisconsin attending, but people from Illinois and Minnesota, New York and Texas and Pennsylvania. We've got people coming from literally around the country to attend the festival. Rachel Kerr, one of the staff members from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, organizing the upcoming Art of Cheese Festival, September 29th through October 1st, right before World Dairy Expo. Tickets may still be available for some of the fun events. You can find out more. Just go to artofcheesefestival.com. Artofcheesefestival.com. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Farmers deal with a lot, including long days, stress, and fatigue. This is your reminder to take breaks, stretch, have a snack, and hydrate your body. Avoid farm accidents by keeping yourself healthy. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how Rural Mutual supports Wisconsin farmers and prioritize safety on the farm. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Generate benchmarks with real-time data on more than 2 million cows. Dairy Records Management Systems and Pam Yonke will be broadcasting from inside the Coliseum at World Dairy Expo at Booth 37 on Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Learn more at drms.org. Join Pam and Compure Financial at World Dairy Expo on Thursday, October 5th at 9.30 a.m. as they cover the world's premier dairy event. Compure is dedicated to agriculture in rural America by providing financial services throughout 144 counties in the Midwest. Visit compure.com. Whether it's finally getting that blue ribbon or enjoying too many carnival rides, we all have memories of the fair. Here's your chance to share those stories in our Everybody Has a Fair Story contest. The Midwest Farm Report is teaming up with the Wisconsin Association of Fairs as they celebrate 100 years of fairs to share the fair story. Entries are being accepted all summer long and there are cash prizes. 
to enter and see full contest details, visit MidwestFarmReport.com. Speaking of cheese, on Friday, barrel cheese dropped three and a half cents to 160. 40 pound black cheese was up a penny at 178. Double A butter gained six and a half cents on Friday to close at $3 a pound. Now, this morning in Chicago, a little softer as we look at our grain. Right now, we've got December corn down two at 475. November beans are down a nickel, 1291. The July new crop wheat's down a nickel at 628. Currently, October milk is up 14 cents at 1730 a hundredweight. November milk is up 18 cents at 1752 a hundredweight. I want to remind you again that the Wisconsin State Fair has begun to accept applications for the 2024 Century and Sesquicentennial Farms and Homes across the state. Remember, that program takes place during the Wisconsin State Fair Tuesday, August 6th. The honorees receive complimentary fair admission tickets, an invitation to the awards breakfast, commemorative photos, certificate, as well as outdoor display sign. They're accepting applications until March 4th, I'm first of next year until March 1st of next year. We actually have a downloadable application on our website if you want to take advantage of it. Go to MidwestFarmReport.com and tap on our Century Sesquicentennial tab. You'll not only see some of the stories that we've brought to you from families all across the state that have already celebrated, you'll have your opportunity to fill out your application and submit it to the Wisconsin State Fair again before March 1st. We are smack dab in the middle of Wisconsin Ag Tourism Week. And how appropriate as the colors start to change across the state. Up next, Sheila Everhart, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Ag Tourism Association, in studio with me to tell you about all the ways you can enjoy. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. At Tom's Auto Center, we like to say we're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. At Bergstrom Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. ActuateLLC.com. Design, create, actuate. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. And although I'd love to talk your ear off about windows, today's all about doors. Your front door can say a lot about you. Window World specializes in turning a bland entrance into a grand entrance. We have top quality products, a variety of paint and stain options, and certified factory trained installers. It's a no brainer. Visit us at windowworldmadison.com. 
If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Another reason to put a smile on your face this week across the state of Wisconsin. It is Wisconsin Ag Tourism Association's Ag Tourism Week. And I'll tell you what, for a lot of folks in Wisconsin, you've probably enjoyed it, but you may not realize the depth and strength that our Wisconsin ag tourism industry has and is growing forward with. In studio with us, Sheila Everhart. She is the executive director of the Wisconsin Ag Tourism Association. And congratulations, Happy Ag Tourism Week here in the state of Wisconsin right on through October 2nd. Sheila, for some people that say, now wait a minute, ag tourism, what is ag tourism? It's pretty diverse. It has a lot of different uh, flanges as far as what it offers visitors. Tell them a little bit about what we see in Wisconsin as far as agriculture tourism. Thanks, Pam, and thanks for having me. Well, agricultural tourism is all about eating, learning, doing and having fun. So it's a farm to table event, wine tasting at a vineyard, harvest festivals, craft breweries, distilleries, wedding events, art tours, baking classes. Um, If you eat it or you want to have fun, it's a pumpkin patch, it's an apple orchard, it's everything to celebrate the abundance of agriculture in Wisconsin. Like we said, this is something that's been a part of our fiber. We just didn't necessarily notice it. And as uh, we've told this story, Sheila, we get more and more information about the powerful economic punch that Wisconsin Ag Tourism offers the state. Give us a little sense on what you're finding out. Well, you know, since the 217 census, agricultural tourism has tripled. Um, It brings about 202 million to our economy to 949 million since 2017, which Pam is a 370% increase. So it is something that our consumers want. They want to know where their food is grown. They want to know that farmer that grows their food. And they want to know the story of the farmer that takes care of their land their animals, and our water supply. And it's one that's really relayed uh, in, like you said, a fun arena. Uh, And every time I turn around, Sheila, our members of the Wisconsin Ag Tourism Association are getting more creative on ways to entice consumers to come out to the farm. I mean, it's not just about that apple orchard or corn maze anymore. There's all kinds of activities 365 days out of the year. Absolutely. And, you know, um, we're really going to target this winter season about our Christmas tree producers and our evergreen growers and how agricultural tourism is a year round event. Springtime brings the birth and the recycling of life of the baby animals. So people want to go to a farm and pet those baby animals and cuddle with the goats or experience goat yoga. Uh, Summertime is pasture walks, herb walks, um, just even forest bathing. Um, and there's so much to do in, in our summertime in Wisconsin. And then, of course, fall is those corn mazes, those pumpkin patches, those apple orchards. And, you know, um, it's all about those intimate, authentic experiences. 
Sheila Everhart in studio with us. She's the executive director of the Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Association. Agricultural Tourism Week in Wisconsin, September 21st through October 2nd. And as she said, fantastic resources available online, wiagtourism.com, wiagtourism.com. Sheila, as the celebrations unfold, one item that uh, some of our ag tourism members are still dealing with began in conversation during the state budget discussions. Uh, every model of our ag tourism operates just a little bit differently, as you would expect. Every experience unique. Tell people a little bit about some of the legislative challenges that you're monitoring that could impact in a negative way many of our ag tourism venues. Yes. Um, in June and July, there was Assembly Bill 304 and Senate Bill 332. The Assembly passed a bill under what they called the Alcohol Modernization Act. Now, we have a lot of vineyards and craft breweries in our association, so 80% of this bill is actually very good for those vineyards and craft breweries. However, um, this bill literally will throw farmers under the bus. They will strangle the private event venue the wedding barns that our farmers use as an economic revenue stream to make sure that the farm is viable 365 days a year. So private party invitation only events at our historic preserved wedding barns in Wisconsin are at jeopardy. And these historic wedding barns have been safely and legally operating in Wisconsin for over 40 years. So what that means is our farm families rent out the space and they can have their rustic romantic wedding and beautiful um, just decor in rural Wisconsin. And that's what our brides want. You know, back in 2017, when wedding barns became popular, people thought, oh, that's going to be a passing phase. However, that is what families want. They want to be connected to their historic roots. Most families are five generations removed from a family farm, but grandpa had a farm or uncle had a farm. They want an authentic wedding in a barn or on a farm. So the problem is that SB 332 and AB 304 says that if farmers continue to offer non-alcoholic sale private event venues, they're going to be regulated to six a year or one a month. That is not okay. There is no other industry that really goes out and tries to change a very viable working business model unless there is someone out there that is trying to eliminate the competition. So this really hurts farmers' economic liberty, and it really will have a huge impact because the way the law is written, it says that these 
private event venues would be considered a public place. Well, I'm sorry. Farms are not public places. Farms are private property. So there's just so many either intentional or unintentional consequences that are going to possibly put our family farms and it could not allow them to sustain that farmland for production or bring the eighth, ninth, tenth generation to the family farm. So we need you to look at wiagtourism.com. We do have a QR code. Um, You can scan that QR code. It will direct you uh, right to all of our senators that are involved with this. We say, hey, we need some amendments to this bill. This bill is 80% good for our wineries and our craft distilleries, but please do not throw our farmers under the bus and do not strangle the agricultural event venue wedding barn out of the Wisconsin market. Businesses, rural Wisconsin businesses are impacted by this. Brides and families will be impacted by this. And you know what? If you do this to Wisconsin, they will just go across the border to Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, Minnesota, and have their rural romantic rustic barn weddings. So we are imploring you to make amendments. But most importantly, these farms have been operating legally under Statute 125, the alcohol law, because it says private party invitation only events that do not sell alcohol, that do not profit from alcohol, are not required to have liquor licenses. So no profit, no sale, no licenses are required. So contact your senator and support our family farms. Sheila Everhart, she is the executive director of the Wisconsin Ag Tourism Association. It is Wisconsin Ag Tourism.